spoke to us in the beginning of this year, and he talked about unforced rhythms of grace. But I want you to read this. He says, walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it and learn the unforced rhythms of grace. Notice what happens here, that there's a sound, there's a beat, there's a rhythm, there's a rhythm of God. There's a rhythm of God. And God says that if you walk with me, if you work with me, that you'll now be able to watch how I do it. And we can learn the unforced rhythms of grace. See, there are some things that we don't have to force. There are some things that you don't have to struggle with. There there are battles that you don't have to fight because there is an unforced rhythms of grace. God says, I'm not going to lay anything heavy on you or ill-fitting, but whatever you have, it'll fit you, and then it won't seem like a struggle. It won't seem like a weight. And so there's a beat of God, and so Brother Ed, he's going to give us that. And so you notice that there's a beat, and a beat kind of starts and it guides your movement. It guides what you're going to do. And so with that beat, you know, anybody can look like they know what they're doing. See, and you don't have to get crazy with it. You cannot, I mean, it looks like I really know what's happening. Now, I really do know how to get down. I really know how to flow, and, and Gwen could testify to that. I mean, but... Now, I... I but I'm going to just, just look at the rhythm and notice how easy that is. But now over the course of our life, what happens is that there are a lot of other sounds. There are, there's a lot of other noise. But we can, when we've got the rhythm and the beat of God, we just stay right in that pocket of the beat. But then all the other stuff is going on around us. So what you notice here, you notice this, that all, all the other stuff started happening. But all I had to do was just stay right into that, that beat. It was a beat of God. It was a beat of God. I want you to just kind of see this in the, in the natural sense so that you can understand the spiritual things that I'm going to talk about. And so it was just a beat. I was just kind of flowing in that. And you know what? He could have done anything he wanted to. But as long as I stayed right in that space, it would have looked like I knew what I was doing. But if I tried to get real crazy with it, see, I can't get, to, I can't, I can't move like some people can. God says, walk with me. God says, work with me. He says, watch how I do it and learn unforced rhythms. And so there are going to be a lot of noise, a lot of sounds around. He said that in the earlier part of the year. But if you just stay in my flow, in my rhythm, in my beat, that it'll be unforced rhythms. And so recently, God... Um, shared that there's a sound, there's a new sound. And this sound is not a sound of battles and warfare, but it's a sound of the harvest. So the fighting that you perhaps you've had to do in the past, there, that is not the season that God is moving into. So there is a sound that's coming to the champion center. 
There's a new sound. And, and we are seeing that sound unfold. Those of you that weren't here at 10 o'clock, right when the first sound beat started, oh, you missed something. I want to encourage you to make sure that you get here at the, at the downbeat. Poof! So that you can experience the fullness of the sound. But, 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 but I want you to see this, that there is a new sound that's coming to the champion center. And that sound, God, is, is a new sound that's coming to our community. And there is a sound that's coming to our state. And we're going to see that expand around the world. And there is every move of God has a sound. And God has chosen us. To release that sound. Now, whenever God wants to do something in the earth, he gives it to his people first. But if they will not embrace it, then he has to get it into the earth some way. And so we might as well embrace that, that, that new sound. And so th th that's really what I want to, to really focus on this morning. I want to focus on... Aligning us with the sound of God. You know what? I feel a stirring in my heart that we're going to see this new sound progress and progress and progress. But we're, and it's going to continue to progress, but we're going to be in a full flow of it in September of this year. Now, during the summer months, while everybody else is taking off, no, we are pressing in. While everybody else is taking it easy, we're walking into a new level. We're walking into a new dimension. And so why? It's because we are moving into the harvest. And, and as a result of that, God will cause the harvest to come. But notice this, the harvest must be reaped. And just because there is a harvest does not mean that you'll experience the harvest unless you're willing to reap the harvest. And so these weeks and months that lead up to September, we are preparing to reap the harvest. Okay, so, so what we recognize then is that there's this sound. And let me just kind of give you the, uh, the definition of a sound because the sound, we talked about it previously, is the sound is a vibration in the air that produces a sensation to hear. There's a vibration in the air. And this vibration in the air, it, 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 it causes a sensation for us to hear. Now, a vibration is something that moves back and forth, back and forth. There's, that's the, what, what a vibration is. But I want you to see this, that many times what we recognize is that um, you think, you think that you uh, hear a sound. You think you hear a sound. So notice this, that it is the sound that activates our hearing. And many times we think that we are hearing a sound, but it's the reversal of that. It is the sound that is giving us the ability to hear. And so notice this. I want you to get this. On the following, the next one, the next one. That's it, back. Thank you for, it, for that one, the previous one. I want you to get this, and I want you to, this is going to be based on what we're talking about today, is that you think that you hear a sound, but it is the sound that wakes up your ability to hear. See, we've got to get this. You think you're hearing a sound, but you're not really hearing a sound. What it is, it is the sound that has waked up your ability, has waken up your ability to hear. That's scientifically proven. 
And so now we know when Jesus says, let him who have ears to hear, let them what? Why? It's because there's a sound that's being released. It's waking up your ability to hear. The, the, the only question is, are you willing to hear what he is, being, what he is saying? Okay? So, so that's another thing that we want to uh, really uh, embrace in, uh, this morning. So I'm going to ask you to turn in your Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 1. In the book of Genesis, chapter 1, I want to thank you so much. As you turn in your Bible, you just got to put, put it down for a minute. And we just give uh, um, our sound and our uh, visual people a hand. They just got this thing together. Amen. Thank you so much. All right. So now let's get into this thing this morning. In the, in the beginning, what we recognize is that God created the earth. And I want to show you something here because it's, it has to do with the sound, God's sound as well as our sound. And so let's read Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. Let's read that together like we know it is the word of his power. Let's read it together now. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was on the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face. Now notice this. It says the what? The Spirit of God. The Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. But there was a darkness. There was a void. Now, this word spirit in the Hebrew is the word ruach, which means breath. So whenever you breathe, there is a vibration that takes place in the atmosphere. And so notice this, that the Spirit of God, the breath of God, was hovering over the face of the water and his breath released a vibration that was the result of a sound. And this sound began to create what was coming out of his breath. So when we, when we look at that, then we recognize then that there is something powerful about the breath of God, about the wind of God, about the spirit of God. And, and many times we just kind of sense this spirit as something kind of invisible, but it's actually creating something in the atmosphere. Yeah, look at this. Verse 3. Then God said, let there be light, and there was light. Now, what I want to direct your attention to is the phrase, let there be. Because let there be is a transitional phrase that refers to a command, a command. And so uh, at times when God wants to do something, look at this. When God wants to do something, I want you to remember this. Because when God wants to do something, he doesn't speak to the thing he wants to. Let's go to the next one, please. At times when God wants something, he doesn't speak to the thing he wants. He speaks to what holds it and commands what holds it to turn it loose. Boy, that's tweetable right there. When God wants something, he many times he doesn't speak to the thing he wants, but he speaks to what holds it and commands what holds it to turn it loose. And so when he said, let there be, 
He was speaking to the darkness that was holding back the light. And he says, darkness, let light loose. And it's the very same thing that we know when Jesus was walking here on the earth that he called Lazarus forward. And when he called him forward, he says, grave clothes, loose him and let him go. It's the very same thing. And so now we see here that when God wants something, he doesn't speak to the thing he wants. He speaks to what holds it, and he commands what holds it to turn it loose. And that's why in the book of Romans, chapter 4, verse 17, it says God called those things that are not as though they what? Are. And so God speaks into your life what is not. And he tells what is not to loose what he is. And we got to see that. Walk with me. Work with me. And watch how I do it. So God is saying, now. God spoke to the darkness and he commanded it to let the light loose. Now, verse 4, look at this. And God saw the light that it was what? Good. So God saw the light. He says, now, I want to speak to you darkness. And darkness, you loose and let the light go. And the light came. And then when God saw the light, he said, it was good. It was good. It was good. Now, this is interesting because I want you to really reflect on these two phrases, let there be and it was good. Because it's, it's really important because as God worked through the creative process, uh, at the end of each day, what he did is he would sit back and he would say, that's good. He would sit back and he would bless it. Ah, oh, that's good. When he created something, he sat back, sat, sat back and he would say it's good. He would bless it. Or in other words, God would give praise to himself because there was no one else to give praise. What is praise? It is, it is nothing more than an admiration. And so God was admiring what he had created. And so whenever God creates something, whenever God does something, it has to bless him and it has to praise him. And so God would sit there and he would see what he had created and he would say, it was good, it was good, it was good, it was good. And so everything, you look at it throughout creation, you don't have to read that, we don't have time to do that this morning, but throughout creation, every time that God created something, he said, it was good, except in Genesis chapter 1 verse 6. And in Genesis chapter 1 verse 6, the Bible says, then God said, let there be a firmament in the midst of the waters and let it divide the waters from the waters, verse 7. Thus God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament, and it was so. Now, now say right there. Everything else God created, he said it was good. But now this is the only thing that God created that he said it was so. The only thing. 
that he created, that he said that it was so. Now, what are we looking at here? What we see here is that uh, God called the firmament, and he created the firmament. He says that out of what is, is holding it back, I need to create a firmament. And the firmament simply means atmosphere, atmosphere. And God says that what I do, I've got some, some water. This is the second day. And what I need to do is I need to create a separation right now as part of his created process. And in between this body of water, God created a firmament that would separate. Now, notice what he called the firmament. Verse 8. You've got your Bibles? Hmm. Let's, let's read verse 8. And let's read it together. Let's read it together now. It was the second day. He called the firmament what? We called the firmament what? So God called the firmament heaven. He called it heaven. The atmosphere that was splitting and dividing the waters he called heaven. But what's interesting is that God did not bless what he called heaven. Hmm. But so why did God create everything else and he said it was good? He blessed it. He, he gave himself praise for it. But when it came to the firmament, he did not say it was good. He did not bless it. He just said it was so. And the reason that God did that, we've got to take a look at this. In our next graphic, notice this. This is the ancient Hebrew concept of the universe according to the Word of God. And what we recognize here, and I'll explain it to you very quickly, is that what happens here is that here was this mass body of water. Then God created, during creation, God created the earth. He created a firmament. And He created a place where He would be. So here is God. He is in the heaven of heavens. Here is the sky or the atmosphere that's above the earth. And then here is the earth. And then down here is where hell is. But the devil is not in hell right now. The devil is right here as the prince of the air. And so when God made this creation... What he was literally uh, telling us was that there are three heavens. Okay, let's go to the next one. I want you to see this. There are three heavens. The first heaven is the earth. And we see in Genesis chapter 1 verse 7 that God created the earth. But then now what we find here in the second heaven that it is the place between the earth and where God is. And it is called the seventh, second heaven. And the Bible tells us that the, in Ephesians uh, chapter 2, it tells us that, the, that Satan or the devil is the prince of this area here. But then we know that there is a third heaven because of 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 2 where Paul talks about he knew a man for 14 years who were caught up in the third heaven which represented the throne of God. And so what we 
then now see is we see that there are three heavens. There is the first heaven, which is earth. There is the second heaven, which is the atmosphere. And this is called firmament. So what he called heaven that he created in the beginning, where the Satan will, will be, was firmament. It simply meant the atmosphere that was below heaven, but above the earth. Now, when we look at that and then we recognize uh, then uh, what happens in this particular situation, because uh, we, we see that uh, as God has created these, these heavens, it creates a problem for us. And what is the problem? The problem is not that we have needs. You really don't have any needs. We have all the blessings. God has given you every spiritual blessings in the heavenly places, right? The problem is that it's up here, and you are right here. And so when God created these three heavens, it posed a problem for us. Because remember he says that, pray, our Father which art in heaven... Let your kingdom come on earth, which are in heaven. The problem is that between where the third heaven is and the first heaven is, is that we have got to get through the atmosphere of where the devil is. And, and, and so we see then now, every need we have is right here. But we are right here. Every blessing is right here, but we are right here. And so God has created a challenge for the natural man, and that is that how in the world can we experience this third heaven in the first heaven? So that, that's our question. How do we deal with this challenge of the second heaven? Let's go to it real quick. I'm not going to be long. We're just going to be quick. He says it right here. Number one, make your request known with thanksgiving and praise. So there is a sound that has to come from your mouth. And it is a sound of thanksgiving. And it is a sound of praise. He says, so you let me know what you want in the that's in the third heaven where I am. Let me know what you want on the earth that is in heaven. And you, you let me know that by your petition, your request that you make. But you got to get through this where the devil is. And the way you get through that is you get through that with thanksgiving. And you deal with this through praise. See, see, see. So often we, we usually like to give praise and be thankful when we see something happening. But God is saying by faith we understand that we live by faith and not by... So when we have a praise and a thanksgiving, then we already see what's here and we already know that our thanksgiving and our praise can get us from here to here and back down to here. 
We know that. So we come and we're not focusing on what we don't have. And see, that's, what the, that's a trick of the enemy. We'll try to tell you and to look in your past and where you used to be and what you used to have and what you don't have. And then we begin to no longer be thankful. Remember what God did in the beginning? That God called the things out of what was holding back what he wanted to take place in your life. And he blessed it and he, and he gave thanks for it. And he said, man, this is good. I'm going to praise myself. So often we look at what we don't have. And, we, and, and, and as a result of that, it never moves from the atmosphere of here. You know what I'm so grateful for? I'm so grateful for this wonderful, beautiful auditorium. We've got, I'm so grateful for our sound people. That our sound has never been better anywhere in the time in the past than it is right now. I'm so thankful for this huge stage. Glory to God. I am so thankful for that. And, 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 so, and so you know what happens when I'm thankful for that and when I praise God? That whatever God wants to get to us, that we know because of our thanksgiving, our praise, it breaks through the atmosphere. Because what happens? God speaks to this thing right here. And he said, loose it and let it go. So, 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 so notice this. He says these words here. He says, make your request known with thanksgiving and praise. Make yourself, why do we have to give Thanksgiving. Well, the reason we give Thanksgiving is the Bible says that we enter, I want you to see in this Psalm 100, verse 4. Psalm 100, verse 4. Look at this. Let's read it together. Let's read it together. Now, enter with the password. Thank you. What is the password? What is the password? He says, enter with the password. Thank you. And make yourselves at home talking praise Thank him and worship him. He's really talking about a sound that breaks the sound barrier. And whenever a jet is approaching the sound barrier, that it makes a loud noise. And there's a rumbling right when you're approaching it. But when you get through it, boom, it's called the sonic boom. And on the other side, I mean, there was a plane that was called the Concorde. Anybody heard of that? And the Concord, man, I was in New York one time, <coughs> and, and, uh, and uh, it was taken off. And, you know, it, you can go to Europe like in two hours, but it takes you seven hours to get there. But this Concord fries so fast that it, it goes beyond the speed of sound. So when it gets to the level of the speed of sound, it creates a sonic boom. Boom! Now, I thought somebody was shooting from heaven. I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana, and when I hear something that's boom, I hit the ground. I'm not like, hey, something just boomed. No, no. I'd have learned, learned. I've learned. So, no, he says, enter with the password, thank you. So, thank you. Go back to that graphic one more time. Thank you is the password that gets your request to heaven. So, so notice this. Christians shouldn't be complainers. 
Because you know that that was one of the sins that kept the children of Israel out of the promised land. Because they were complaining. There were seven major sins. That was one of them. But, but see, see, the Bible tells us we're not ignorant of the devil devices. He'll try to give you a picture of what you don't have. Uh, but God is saying, I want you to get, get a picture of what you do have. Because what you don't have, I speak to that thing and I'll lose it if you can just get your request up here. So, so, so notice this. So we make requests and thank you is the password that gets us here. But it's here. And we're trying to get it here. So we've gotten our request up here, but just because we've gotten our request up here, it doesn't mean that it gets to heaven, gets to, gets to the earth. So now we've broken through and our request has been made. How in the world do we get this request back here? Look at this. The first thing we do is we make our request known with thanksgiving and praise. And then notice this. We enter the password. The password is thank you. But, but look at this next one here. Not only is it thanksgiving, it gets our request to heaven, but praise is what gets our blessing and our request that we've made from heaven to earth. See, praise, our thanksgiving will get it to heaven, but praise gets it from heaven to earth. Well, what do you mean? This is what he says. There is a praise that silenced the enemy. The Bible tells us, see, we usually like to praise when things are going right and that we feel good. But God says that no, by faith, you praise because you know that your praise, the moment that you have prayed, the moment that you have requested it, that I got your request if it was offered up with thanksgiving. But then now, I want to get what I desire to earth, but the only way for me to do that is that it has to be offered up with praise. Well, what do you mean? I'm just going to tell you something real quick, and then we're going to look at it. Remember when Daniel, in the book of Daniel, Daniel was praying, and as he prayed, he prayed to God. He prayed to God, and the Bible says for 21, 20 days, he didn't see anything. And on the 21st day that uh, the angel Gabriel came and he says, Daniel, from the first day that you prayed, God sent me to deliver to you the answer. But I was caught up fighting with the, with the enemy. And I had to call Michael, who is known in the Bible as the fighting angel. He says that he detained me while I was trying to fight him to get the answer to you. So I called Michael. And Michael whipped him. Michael beat him up. And I was released to bring the answer to you. But it was answered the first day that you prayed. So, so what are we talking about is that Thanksgiving get your prayers to heaven. But praise is what releases it back down. When the clouds are full of rain, they empty themselves. Notice this. Let's see this right now. Psalm 8-2. Let's read it together now. Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies. To silence the foe, there is a praise 
that silences your enemy. And the enemy, will, when you get that thing through to heaven, he knows that God has already heard it. Because you had the password. And he'll do whatever he can to stop that from getting back to you. He'll do whatever he can to stop the harvest. He'll do whatever he can because he knows that it's coming. But when you offer up praise, you are doing what God did to himself in the beginning. And you are saying, I applaud, I commend, I admire, I celebrate you, God. I adore you, God. And you begin to break out in a praise. And what is it doing? Your request and your thanksgiving was a sound that got to heaven. But your praise is what gets the what's in heaven back to earth. It is a sound that breaks through what the enemy tries to stop from you having heaven on earth. And that's what this new sound is about. That's why there has to be a new sound. Because there is a sound of God that's coming with the move of God. And God has chosen us as a remnant to release that sound. So this week, what I want you to do is I want you to talk to God. Remember, this is not a season of fight. This is a season of harvest. So you talk to God, and you're thankful for that he's already done it. And that thankfulness gets, is the password that gets you through to heaven. But even though you have not seen the answer, you're praising him. You're rejoicing. Why? It's because you know that he has released the answer from the moment that you prayed. And if you could see the activity that's happening in the atmosphere above where you are, that you would be so grateful that God does everything he can to get what he desires for you to have as he's speaking to the thing that's holding your potential back. The thing, that's why, uh, this, this thing right here is why relationships are so difficult. Why battles are so difficult. Why finances are so difficult. Why? is because God has given us and met every need right here. We just have to use the password and our praise to get it from heaven back to earth. There's a new sound. Would you say that there's a sound? There's a sound of victory. There's a new sound. Sound of harvest. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I sense promotion coming. I sense the declaration. Debts are paid and bills are paid. Debts paid off. I see that coming through. Financial breakthrough. Glory to God. I see healing coming through. Glory to God. Glory to God because of the sound that breaks the barrier between heaven and earth. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. 
Hallelujah. My God, my God, my God. Oh, hallelujah. Jesus, Jesus.